next time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. And tons to get to from the Springfield City Council meeting that was postponed from Tuesday, the Independence Day holiday, to last night, where uh, the city is continuing a state of emergency. We'll hear about that, but we'll also hear a lot from the utility and from Public Works and Alderman's questions as to how power is being restored. But as far this morning, uh, about uh, 4,000 some odd customers still without power. That's after tens of thousands were knocked out of power after Thursday. Day storm last week, so it's now nearly a full week that people have been without power. Uh, and uh, you had the utility there with uh, several officials uh, breaking down all of what they're dealing with, uh, starting with Doug Brown, the chief engineer for City Water, Light, and Power at last night's Springfield City Council meeting. We'll get to that in a moment. But the council roundup brought to you each and every week by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location open for lunch. Head West Subs. All right, let's get right on into it with the uh, Springfield City Council meeting last night here's uh, Doug Brown it's a lot um, and they're working long days you know 17 hour days when they're on shift so they're, they're giving it their all <clears throat> and just you know the devastation though again I, I'm not gonna, gonna keep driving this in so the the public just doesn't seem to understand the, the I know I know they're you know they're frustrated get that but the devastation for the widespread across our community is uh, you know we just haven't seen that in decades with this kind of the wide scope and the breadth of it <clears throat> um, and it's terrible to be without power for basically almost a week it, it really is um, and there, I mean, we're gonna work tirelessly until we get everybody back on um, and we just ask everyone to stay respectful patient um, but I also want to thank the elected officials too um, everywhere uh, for understanding just how difficult the situation is and supporting our employees for the job that they are doing. So it's not an easy job, no question. Brown continues to talk about what they're facing out there on the roadways, on the power lines, and so on. Does that just keep watching the weather? Our electric grid remains fragile. Strong winds or storms can still cause outages. Uh, we are concerned about what we are having tonight, um, but it looks like it might by bypass us a little bit. Um, but there was still some pretty good winds out there that could basically cause some of the tree limbs that are uh, already weakened to fall onto the power lines. Um, actually, even if no wind, the tree limbs are still weakened, they could still fall on the power lines at some unknown moment, and, and the, the, the customer would lose power. Obviously something that they have to continue to worry about. Uh, more from the utility last like, night. Well, hey, I had power, then I went, went back off. Well, sometimes when we're doing repairs, we do have to take customers back off to fix something and then put them back on. Um, and we'll try to minimize that as much as we can. Um, like yesterday, we also had a, a vehicle hit a pole and an insulator oh, failure uh, yesterday afternoon, and basically it dumped uh, a lot of customers, uh, especially on the MacArthur substation. Uh, and it took you know a few hours just to get that fixed. So you've got uh, other external things outside of last week's storms uh, that are causing some problems along the way. More but from the severe damage with this is it's, it is impossible to provide estimates for everybody for their areas. Uh, we, it's impossible. It, the damage is so widespread. We're still walking down circuits, uh, you know, at the individual levels and assessing what those are, and and then organizing the tickets to re for those repairs, and then we assign crews to those. Um, and the logistics of all of this has got to be just uh, daunting. And uh, more from the YouTube. Can I'm going to have Matt Huff here, here soon, really discuss the complexity of that. Um, but we have 133 additional personnel on site with 112 trucks. 
from various areas throughout the country. CBOP has 75 personnel and 50 trucks, so that's over 200 in the people in the field trying to restore power. So we've more than doubled our numbers and we have more arriving tomorrow. Yeah, it's uh, pretty incredible uh, that so many people from around the region are uh, coming together on this. Here's more. Um, but we've contacted all the electrical contractors that are licensed in the city of Springfield, notifying them that we will provide them with a meter lock key if they provide a deposit. This will allow them to disconnect the overhead service from the weatherhead this is on the person's house, on their meter, uh, and reconnect it to our lines. This will help us and the customers due to the volume of calls we are receiving to reconnect services and not take away from the other restoration efforts. Customers should ask their contractor if they have a meter lock key if they want to be able to speed up the, their service reconnection. And then they had uh, another utility uh, official there to, to talk more about the uh, continued recovery efforts. For those of you that haven't met me, my name is Matt Huff. I'm the superintendent of distribution and general services here for CWLP. Um, and I've worked here since 1999. So it's been a great place to work, and thank you for having me. So Matt, he uh, talks about uh, just all of the logistics involved with, uh, with all of this. And so when we're talking about how long things take, these crews get to the job site, and the first thing they have to do is provide for their own safety and provide for the safety of the public. So they have to make sure lines are de-energized, and to do that, sometimes that means driving from Shields to Chatham and making sure everything's safe and get the work done. Um, while they're around, you know, we kind of talk about the public coming out and talking to them and things like this. It's always great to see faces, and it's always great to shake hands. But to be honest, it kind of slows them down. So the best thing the public can do, if you have any advice for them, is say thank you and, and just, just move on. That way it doesn't slow them down. One little problem we've had in the past and recently, report malicious activity. Some people like to roll up this wire and take it with them. And we need it. So if, if you can pass anything on to people, Please do that. That's wild to think about in this time that people would do such a thing, but you got to deal with okay, it. So we're looking at all of the outages on quadrant based on the, the largest outage that we have. And then we also try to prioritize, you know, special interest things like hospitals, nursing homes, um, retirement centers, uh, all these things, intersections, intersections, traffic lights, tornado sirens, um, all of those things go into consideration. Um, so there's just one thing I want to say about the city of Springfield and City Wire Light and Power. I've worked here a long time and everyone in this room and everyone in the city should be very proud of the employees. People are putting in a lot of work. Absolutely. No question. Uh, a lot of uh, focus on the employees and the hard work they're doing day in, day out, working 15-hour days at times. Uh, more from the uh, the utility last night. Uh, one of the other things too, which we've talked about, uh, and you know, in, in past couple of years actually, uh, is, is going to AMI meters. Uh, AMI give you the detail. Basically, we know who's on and off at every location that has a meter. 
These new meters cost a lot of money. Uh, we're talking uh, $18 million, I think, was one estimate. So uh, whether or not that's going to provide some kind of uh, uh, more immediate notification about who has power, who doesn't have power, uh, making sure that the map is as accurate as possible with the outage uh, map that the City Water, Light, and Power utility has available. Uh, so we'll hear a lot more, including questions from aldermen about uh, the ongoing process of cleaning up. We'll hear a bit from Public Works, uh, all from last night's Springfield City Council meeting here with WMAY. Don't forget, you can contact City Hall uh, and get more information about all of the different resources there are from the Bank of Springfield Center with hot meals to cooling stations. The YMCA is involved with all of this as well. So a lot of resources available for those who are still without power. All right, back with the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location open for lunch. And don't forget about deliveries, Head West Subs. Hearing from last night's Springfield City Council meeting, we heard the utility, City Water, Light, and Power talk about all the trucks they've got out, all of the efforts they've got in to restore power after last Thursday's widespread damage from high winds, snapping trees onto power lines and snapping power poles, knocking out power to tens of thousands of people all across the region, including in Spring. Springfield. They now have that down under 5,000, but the work continues. Uh, Alderwoman Lakeisha Purchase uh, laying out some of the concerns that she's experienced firsthand from last night's Springfield City Council meeting. The boxes on our house. That's the most phone calls that I'm getting right now is that people poles and their boxes have fell off their houses and they also don't have the means to pay for them to get them back on. And I'm explaining to them, they asked about the cost, having an electrician come out and we're getting like mixed messages. The tree companies are coming out and saying that CWLP can do it. The, ele- the electrical companies are saying CWLP can do it. So I think your email will be very helpful. And maybe Ms. Amber is very good at graphics to just explain that process for people on private properties. Yeah, that, that's been some of the communication emails I've sent. Um, I know you've had some power mm-hmm. issues yourself, you know. Um, and, and I explained that sure the, others too, right? But, I explained that um, to them too that I've been so, personally through it and showed them the process yeah. of it. And uh, so the outage page that we have, um, there is information on there, kind of what is their repair, the homeowner's repair versus the utilities repair. So there's a great graphic on there, a picture that explains that pretty well. So I would encourage anybody that has damage on their home to go to that web, the web page and, and look at that. I will share that photo, yeah. and Madam Mayor, maybe this is something that you can bring up too, because there's con- uh, constituents of mines that can't afford to get that box put back on. Like it cost me eight hundred dollars to do it to my home, and they saying that they don't have the funds to do that. Director Yazel has a conference call with HUD to see if we can get some federal assistance with that. Okay. So obviously that's so a, a major concern for private property owners uh, and something I think will uh, be an ongoing concern. Here's Alderman Roy Williams Jr. with some questions. Some of my folks in my ward have been telling me they would run up to the vehicle, you know, in desperation. Hey, you here for us? And in the conversation, that person doesn't know they're out. They says, oh, you're out of power. And then, the, you know, the constituent is saying, what? You see WLP? Yeah, I'm out of power. So I, I kind of want to be able to explain how that happens. So everybody that is sent out, they may be in the area but not know for sure who has it and don't. Well, I, 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 I guess, uh, you know, not every house would be out necessarily if they go to an area. So okay. they, they're better on asking if the person's out, so that way they definitely 100% know that you're out. Um, it's, the, it's not they're trying to be disrespectful in any manner at all. 
they're just trying to make sure they dot the I's and cross the T's. Okay. Uh, on that. Some more from uh, last night's meeting. You had, uh, I believe, uh, Alderman Brad Carlson ask some questions about uh, priority for various areas of the city. So our first priority is to get all the feeder circuits on it because really without that, all the stuff below it, it, it just doesn't matter. So we have to get the feeders back on, the main feeders. And then as you step down to the next level, which is like what they call the, the laterals or the backbone, really, of the, of the electric grid, um, then we start looking at those kinds of things to take into consideration if we can. But again, you know, when we're dealing with an area of 200 over here, 500 over there, and a group of five over here, you know, the, there's still too many that are in that kind of that category, you know, uh, of that. Um, so, uh, but as we get further down, that is just going to come more into play. Yeah. So it's just a volume thing. It's Obviously, a in a normal thing. course of operation, if there was just a few hundred out, then that, then that, that's when this priority list would right. kick in, yes. and you can get yep. a much smaller micro level right. to get them. Okay. Yes. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And we did, like I, I think Matt touched on. I mean, we try to get major medical facilities, um, you know, nursing homes, the ones with a large amount of people, uh, grocery stores, those kinds of things. Um, you know, th that's what we're trying to get first, and then start. Yep. Other things. Yeah. Alderwoman Erin uh, Conley having uh, some questions as well and some points that she wanted to ensure were, uh, were clear uh, when it comes to restoring power across the community. Here she is. So as our crews go through an area, they understand to go down every street and every alley and visit every house. And if there's a house that they can't reconnect because of the damage or something or something that they need to get fixed, mm -hmm. they'll leave them a hazard card. And we keep track of all those by serial number. Okay, so you've been leaving hazard cards? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I haven't heard from anyone who's gotten those yet, so, so yeah, I'm if, sure they're If playing. our crews go there, they'll get a hazard card, mm -hmm. and then that comes back to our ops center, and then we'll have this nice little stack of hazard cards that we'll have to reassess later. And that, that's one thing that we're always careful of, right? When we say we've been in your area, and then we say, okay, well, now we're leaving that area, and there's still a couple of people out of power. The only reason they should still be out of power once we remove that and we decide that we're leaving there is because we can't do it. We got a lot more to get to from last night's Springfield City Council meeting with uh, utility crews talking about the uh, continued efforts to restore energy and so on. Uh, so obviously a lot more to tackle uh, here with Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY. Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location open for lunch. Head West Back with the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Don't forget, uh, City of Springfield has tons of resources available for you. Uh, you can call the American Red Cross, 1-800-733-2767. You can also contact uh, the uh, the city, Public Works, for uh, ideas on how they're getting to address all of the scattered limbs and branches and whatnot, 789-2255, 789-2255. There's cooling centers. Uh, a whole bunch of information, help for seniors, and so on. Uh, so be sure to get to the uh, City of Springfield's website for the latest contact information uh, on a, a variety of resources available for you as uh, storm cleanup continues. So they uh, heard from City Water, Light, and Power last night about the just breadth of cleanup and the devastation that's so widespread uh, and the thousands that are still without power and the efforts to get them back on power. But then they had to deal with city business. 
And one issue uh, that uh, came up was the appointment of uh, Springfield, uh, former Springfield Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso to help with the Liquor Commission. And uh, Roy Williams Jr., he had problems with this because DeCenso is so fresh off of being an alder person, and now she's going to be appointed to this particular role within the city. Here's Alderman Williams. I, I just want to uh, share with the council that you know, I have read the ordinance and, and, and talked with folks about the ordinance of the difference that I brought up between the two former alder women. And I'll just say that um, that same ordinance or uh, code says that this council does have the authority to, to override it or do their will, you know, as you will. I just want to remind you, Mayor, and my council members that um, whatever vote you take, it just... We, the people are looking at this, and they're seeing one uh, former alder woman being very treated very different than another alder woman. Uh, so I won't be supporting it. But I just wanted to say that. And, and yes, we are. If there's six votes, it passes. But I just wanted to be on record saying that I've done my due diligence. Thank you. So uh, let's take a look at it. Uh, vote comes up on the board, and uh, you see the uh, the tallies starting to be put together. Uh, looks like uh, Alderman Gregory is present. Alderman Williams is president. Alderman Rockford's present. Purchase, not yet voting. It's five to three. I feel like we're missing one. Also, uh, Alderman, Alderman Carlson voting oh, present. So yes. now it's six to four. So the measure passes. Six voting, yes, four voting present. So uh, congratulations to Alderwoman uh, Kristen DeCenso for uh, getting that uh, appointment. But then they get into emergency passage the ordinance authorizing the purchase of a bucket trouble truck from Drake Scruggs Equipment Incorporated in an amount not to exceed $175,000 for the Office of Public Utilities for emergency passage. So move. Second. All right. We have a first and a second to place agenda number 2023-297 on emergency passage. Any discussion on this ordinance? No okay. discussion. All those in favor of the motion, please vote yes. All those opposed, opposed, please vote no. Emergency passage requires the mayor to also vote. And the motion passes with ten voting. I'm sorry, eleven voting yes, none voting no. Now for the, the next uh, item on the extension. agenda is item number 2023. State of emergency. A resolution continuation continuing the declaration of local state of emergency through July 12th, 2023, for emergency passage. So move. Second. We have a first and a second. Any discussion on this ordinance? No discussion. Okay. The voting is now open. All those in favor of the motion, please vote yes. All those opposed, please vote no. And it's approved unanimously with the mayor voting yes. And the motion carries with 11 voting yes, none voting no. So uh, the state of emergencies continued in Springfield because of the ongoing storms. Here's uh, Mayor Misty Busher and Alderman Gregory. So those that are displaced aldermen can go to the BOS Center and the American Red Cross is set up there for 24-7. And it is, if any of you in the council chambers want to go view that, it is amazing what they have set up over there. It is really, really amazing. Um, so they can stay for free there and get food and drink and then also um, for those who are homeowners that need help with debris removal not renters just homeowners they can contact the Illinois Baptist Disaster Relief Team they are here the phone number is 217-341-2416 and say that one say more time you slow down <laughs> I talk fast Alderman sorry 217-341-2416 
And they are in the community now, and they will assess, and they are here just to help homeowners with the debris removal because there are homeowners who cannot get to that issue, our stating Alderman Gregory. Important resources to be had. Uh, let's hear from the Public Works Department, Director Fuchs. 6.30 this morning, the Department of Public Works uh, <coughs> deployed 10 debris collection crews. That includes one crew from the Illinois Department of Transportation, and we are greatly appreciative of their efforts. We deployed at the same time, 6.30 this morning, three cutting crews. These are all from the Forestry Division, and these crews uh, work exclusively right now with uh, bucket trucks, uh, chainsaws, uh, cutting tree limbs that are hanging, cutting up uh, trees that are down but are uh, on, uh, uh, they're not really in the right of ways. We pretty much mm -hmm. cleared everything out of uh, the streets, but uh, the sidewalks and whatnot. So they've been concentrating on that. Uh, a good way that we keep track of our progress is the number of loads of debris that we have hauled. Oh, uh, as of about 3 o'clock this afternoon, we had hauled 157 truckloads of debris. Uh, oh our total gosh. since last Friday is 590 truckloads wow. of debris. It's a lot of debris. Our folks are working hard. We're cutting it up as fast as we can in, uh, in trying to get... Uh, get it out there and get it cleared. We have activated the branch collection map. If you take a look at uh, Public Works on the city uh, website, okay. uh, we're basically using our snow control uh, grid system. If you take a look at it, you'll see which grids have crews that are active in it today. There were 10 that were active today. Those are in the blue. Those in the yellow do not have crews that are active uh, in, the, in those areas. So that's the way you can keep track. Okay. I can't tell you what time they're going to be cutting a tree. No, no, no. Yet I, on any, I, no there's just I no understand. way I can do it. But I can tell you what part of the city they're going to be working in today. So I would okay. encourage everyone to check. <laughs> Uh, the, the branch uh, the branch map was activated, and that's okay. the uh, the best way that we can let folks know what areas our crews are in. So obviously, uh, people want to know where the cleanup crews are going to be, and uh, the city has those resources available. The communications relations director now, for people that have EBT, a SNAP card, a link card, you can call the Red Cross. They'll have you call the insurance agency, and they will replace that for you free of charge. Awesome. Now, for our people who do not fall under those circumstances of having EBT card, SNAP, or a link, if it tells you anything in front of me here, I have a plan. It's 96 pages. I'm reading through it all tonight for a long-term and short-term relief plan. We'll be working on putting together a long-term relief group to not only find ways where we may be able to get SBA loans to help small businesses, individuals who are both renters, and homeowners, but also to start putting in place a structure where we're training people in the community to be able to uh, react and respond in disaster relief efforts so we can help supplement what the Red Cross is already doing, help supplement what Public Works and CWLP are already doing from any standpoint outside of what you need to be certified for to deal with, you know, down power lines and trees. So I don't have a, a exact short-term solution right now for replacing food that was lost. Um, I've been talking to a lot of people. I spoke to an elderly member of the community today who is in a walker. She has a <coughs> fridge full of food that has expired. She just got her power back on. What I suggested to her was I provided her with a non-emergency line for the fire department to call and ask if perhaps some firefighters could come out and help her remove the... Um, Not necessary. Call the office of the mayor. 
have to look up that <laughs> We've got another number for that now. We've yes. got an answer for this. Ethan Posey, 217-789-2200. Call the office of the mayor. Yes. Call the American number. Business Club has agreed to go help people who cannot get that food out. That's great. So, Thank if you. A big shout out to American Business Club. So uh, something else to consider, too, is power outages for hotels. And that was something that um, Alderman Brad Carlson brought up and uh, the Director of Visitor and Tourism, Scott Dahl, addressed. We have five hotels that are closed due to no power on uh, South Dirksen Parkway right now. So that's really where our communication's been. Um, so, you know, our, our average rate in the city has gone up in the last couple of years. I mean, we're averaging about $105 across the board. So again, you've got to take that all in consideration from the different tiers. Yeah, they didn't. I asked what specific hotel. They gave me right over the phone of 300. That's from the, from the constituent. I said, what did they ask? They go, well, they were asking 300. And then, you know, so who knows? But I just want to pass it on. So obviously uh, that's another major concern as well when it comes to uh, the uh, efforts of the city to restore power. Uh, what about those hotels? Uh, Alderwoman Purchase will have the last word here talking about a program that she helped uh, organize to get people's laundry done. I just want to say just thank you to all my colleagues. Everybody has been really pitching in. Um, we did about over 19,000 loads at all in one the past three days and I get a little teary-eyed because people really had a need for washing their clothes while they didn't have power. Every, our downtown businesses came together, uh, brought barbecue pits out, and I was so happy I got to eat a steak. <laughs> um, so the community really came together in these last three days to help out and so we're continuing to work together and putting all attitudes aside and it's really really helpful to see that going on so thank you that's your council roundup uh, a lot more last night that we didn't necessarily have time to get to but obviously a uh, focus on cleanup from the storm is ongoing uh, and something that uh, we'll hear a lot more about in the days ahead uh, council roundup brought to you by head west subs when you want a great sub you've got to head west